Too many who know the angles Uncover and untangle All the questions and the webs left out to tangle be in Dapper Dan Gavazdan, and I own every issue of Amazing Spider-Man, including the annuals, which definitely count. Well, those are some hot takes, Dan. Well, I'm the mischievous Mark Chinacchio, and I own every issue of Amazing Spider-Man, including the annuals. But Dan, I, I'm holding the line. The annuals don't count. You know, no, nothing changes as time continues to progress forward. Well, anyway, everybody, welcome to the Amazing Spider-Talk the show where two fans and collectors uncover the strange, fun, and fascinating history of the Spider-Man comic universe. And, you know, to that point, I want to say thanks to everybody for joining us for a special episode of the all-new Amazing Spider-Talk. It's special because, Mark, you and I are introducing, finally, Season 5 of the show. It's taken a bit of a long time, and a lot of you are probably wondering, well, what happened to the so-called fascinating history of the Spider-Man comic universe. We've been dealing mostly in modern stuff over the past few months. And Mark, I think the main answer to that is just like COVID happened. And while we initially had like really positive thoughts about, you know, continuing normally, you know, there's no discounting how much this was kind of just like a way to like upend everybody's lives. Honestly, life happens, you know, and, and, you know, we have, kids in school and you working in school <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, you moved and, you know, like it's just a, a lot of stuff was going on and, and, you know, work is, work is always work for, for us. Unfortunately, this is not our, uh, our, our day job. It'd be great if it was, but alas, I think we're, we're finally in a place where we can, we, we're going to be moving forward and, and we got some uh, really cool ideas I think that are going to come to fruition in this season. And I'm personally, really excited because this is you know some of my favorite comics of all time are going to be discussed during during this season right yeah absolutely so like this is really just a way of saying like in the next few weeks and you'll hear more details from us especially if you follow us on social media you know about the exact launch date of season five but i would say expect it in the next few weeks to kind of get kicking off there's some things that Mark and I are waiting on that we don't want to say anything about yet, but uh, we hope we can line up to make the season extra special. And that is also another reason that we're kind of holding back. So let's talk about what we're going to be covering this season. I know we've we've in the past said this is the season of Stern. That remains true. So, Mark, what are some of the things people, if they really want to kind of like, you know, follow along with us? You know, obviously you don't need to read stuff to follow along with us. We're going to kind of recap it for you and and tell you a bit of the history. But if you really want to kind of like use this as your guide for reading Spider-Man, what should people kind of do to keep up with us? It's the season of Roger Stern, but it's also so much more. I mean, you know, in terms of like, I guess the the, the foundation of, of the content of where we're going to be getting 
a lot of our, our episode content from. I mean, in terms of the main book, Amazing Spider-Man, you know, we're looking at issues 224 to 252. Uh, the, the bulk of that is is written by Roger Stern or plotted by Roger Stern with a couple of exceptions in there. Uh, also, the uh, Amazing Spider-Man annuals. Yeah, we'll count them for this, I guess. Issue 16 <laughs> and 17. But then, you know, in terms of the B-books, we got Spectacular Spider-Man. The bulk of that run that we're going to be covering throughout the season is going to be in issues 62 to 100, uh, as well as Spectacular Spider-Man Annual Number 4. And those are actually mostly Bill Mantlo issues. So that's why that's why when I say it's Roger Stern, it's Roger Stern, but more. And obviously, it's going to be the context of other stuff going on uh, during the time. So, you know, like, like as Dan said, I mean, this is not required reading. We're not giving you homework, but if you want to get, I guess, the full experience, go to Marvel Unlimited and then check out some of those issues or check out a trade paperback. A lot of these books are collected in some fun spot and some fun collections. So, and what better homework is there than than reading Roger Stern and Bill Mantlo Spider-Man from this era? I mean, this era is beloved for a reason. And, and I also think, and we'll get to this in our conversations, that if you're reading Amazing Spider-Man and Spectacular together, this is probably one of the greatest moments of synergy between those titles. So it really is a, a fun a fun read between, you know, reading the these two uh, concurrent books. Do we want to kind of give a preview of what some of these episode topics are going to be, Dan? Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, it, it only makes sense to start off with like the man himself, you know, this season. We're going to start off with an episode about the Roger Stern run you know, specifically both, you know, our thoughts as well as the kind of historical significance and characteristics that define the Roger Stern run. And, and that's going to be a great like celebratory way of kicking things off with a, a familiar topic, really, because we talked about Roger Stern's spectacular run as the conclusion to our previous season. But, you know, there's something really special about his amazing Spider-Man. And I, I can't wait to talk to you about it as it's one of my favorite eras on the book. Absolutely. And if we're going to be talking about the one man from that book, I think we should talk about the other man from that book. And that's going to be John Romita Jr. That's right. I mean, J.R.J.R. did start some some penciling duties on Spider-Man books prior to this run. But this is certainly where he cemented himself, I feel, as a Spider-Man artist. I mean, of course, he would have a second, probably even more celebrated run years later on the book. But uh, certainly this is this is where J.R.J.R. got his got 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 his name made i would say we we got to talk about his art and his contributions and you know all the cool stuff that he contributed uh during this era as well one of the episodes i'm most excited about mark and this is one of the only guest appearances that i can confirm for everybody is ron friends will be joining us again on the show our, one of our favorite guests coming back and we haven't had him on for a little while so i i'm really excited to have him but we thought we'd do something a little bit different and uh, what we're going to be doing with Ron is we're going to be reading Kid Who Collects with Ron. I, I dare say maybe the most famous issue from Roger Stern's run is the Kid Who Collects Spider-Man. Do you agree with me, Mark? Yeah, I, I, certainly in terms of a single issue story, I would say it, you know, and, and it's one of those stories that transcends comics. And we talked about it from a content standpoint, but getting... Ron's perspective uh, in terms of the pencil side, I think it's going to be really fascinating. It's going to be, I, I can't wait to do that episode, frankly. Yeah, I'm really excited about it because what we're going to be doing is, and especially if you follow us on YouTube, we're going to be going page by page through the artwork with Ron as he details his thought process and working off of Roger Stern's script to produce, 
you know, I think some really iconic visuals, you know, for that story. So I think that's going to be a real special treat. And, and like you said, I'm very excited. Uh, so what do we got up next? We, we have in the past talked about the loves of Spider-Man's life. And this era is notable for one, probably one of the most unique loves of, of Spidey's uh, history. And that's the Black Cat. And we're going to, you know, we, we talked about the introduction of the Black Cat a little bit during the, our Marv Wolfman episode. But this is really the time where Spidey and Black Cat got, got intimate, for lack of a better phrase. And we're going we're gonna to go through some of the fun stories that came out of that. Uh, I know Dan... You you love these stories with all your heart. You know you find nothing ridiculous or absurd about anything having to do with Spidey and Black Cat in the eighties, right? No, not at all. I we will happily return to my critique of the issue where Black Cat introduces Spider Man to her mother. Uh, that'll be a fun kind of return, and you know also like we'll return to kind of conversations that Mark and I have had in the past about that era of spectacular, because this won't just be kind of just a black cat episode. It's going to be kind of like a spectacular Spider-Man Bill Mantlo recap episode. Although most of that book in this time was very focused on black cat and her relationship to Spider-Man in many ways, it was more of a relationship book than it was kind of like that single solo title. And I think it gave spectacular a real focus for the first time. So that, that's going to be really fun. And part of that is the Owl Octopus War, which Mark and I have talked about before, a really great storyline. So we'll probably be revisiting, you know, some of the conversations we've had about that storyline in the past. In terms of another episode that kind of follows the the format of this show, we've had one of these every season, except this one's going to have a unique spin based on uh, mainly based on how Roger Stern approached the book. It's going to be other people's bad guys, right? <laughs> you know, certainly when you when you look at the Stern run, you know, some of the more famous stories that he wrote didn't involve the likes of Doc Ock or Green Goblin or, or anyone like that. It was it was characters like the Juggernaut, Cobra, Mister Hyde. I mean. Who are these guys? We're going to get into it because that that was, you know, who the bulk of the of the run was, was consisted of in terms of Spidey's adversaries. And I, I actually I think that's part of what makes this run so unique, frankly. You mentioned the juggernaut. And I think, you know, everybody knows the story. Nothing can stop the juggernaut. What's interesting about that storyline is that it went on to kind of inspire this uh, kind of, re, you know, this constantly retold storytelling motif of. Spider-Man against the impossible odds, right? And so we're going to have an episode just about that. Yes, we love Nothing Can Stop the Juggernaut, but, you know, we've got so many other fights inspired by it. That would be like the fight with Fire Lord or even just the reprisal of Something Can Stop the Juggernaut but by Stern many years later. Um, so we're going to do a whole episode about this motif and Spider-Man stories that were inspired by Nothing Can Stop the Juggernaut. Yeah, that that one excites me. I I believe Juggernaut was certainly one of my uh, one of my essentials way back when we did that episode. So you know where my heart is on this one. I think on the Brevoort episode, uh, I even said it was my favorite issue, didn't I? Or so I guess you can hold me you to did. that for now. The next thing, I mean, this is actually going to be a three part episode, Dan, and coming from me and people who have followed the show for the last uh, almost eight years. This will ring true, I think. We're going to do the, the, the end-all, be-all analysis of the Hobgoblin. Ah! 
I mean, you know, we we, we we already did our mystery format with Annual earlier this year, Dan. I, I, I guess we can't do it quite like that. But, you know, certainly for all those who know my particular obsession with this, it's not just about the character himself, who's pretty awesome and who was introduced during the Stern run. But also, I, I've always had a specific fascination with the behind-the-scene politics, so much so that I think, you know, we've had... Tons of con interviews, Dan. You and I were. I've I've dragged I've dragged our interviewees into into the into the mud about. Tell us about the Hobgoblin. I mean, we got Christopher Priest on the Spider Man podcast, probably the only Spider Man podcast he's ever done. And what do I ask him about? What do we ask him about? <laughs> the Hobgoblin. What I else mean, would you talk to him about? Exactly. I mean, like it was that was like literally like like you know we get to we get to Terrificon in two in twenty. Was at eighteen, and we we you know, hey, Chris, Mr. Priest, could, can we can we interview about about this? He's like, yeah, sure. We're like, what? It's happening! It's happening! So anyway, we're going to be doing that in three parts. Uh, the first one is going to be kind of you know the introduction in terms of you know I guess the comic book content of the Hobgoblin uh, from this run, and then uh, the second part is going to be some of the behind the scenes uh, material. So I mean that's actually going to extend beyond. Uh, the original confines of what we're covering this season, but I, I think for context standpoint, we need to need to get into that. And then the third part is going to be after after the Hobgoblin was was resolved in in the eighties. Roger Stern actually came back about 10 years later to to fix it with his uh, miniseries Hobgoblin Lives. And again, I know we're jumping ahead in time, but I, I think I think this is the way we have to explain the Hobgoblin. Right, Dan, there's no other way to do it. I don't want to wait three or four seasons to get to the conclusion of the Hobgoblin story. I think just for my own kind of greedy purposes, like I'm itching to get into the Hobgoblin with you, Mark. And I think so are our listeners. So I think this is going to be really fun. We might try some new things with format there where we incorporate elements of our old interviews and new interviews that we get about this. We want to make this the conclusive document on the Hobgoblin and kind of get it all on the table as much as we can because we don't want to put people through pain or make them relive horrible nightmare experiences again. But I I think for our purposes, we want to just kind of like be able to put the hobgoblin down, right? Like it is haunted us and, and our show and you're writing for a decade now, Mark, it's time for us to kind of seal the lid, you know, on the hobgoblin's tomb and bury it. And uh, in a fun way. So this will be our way of doing that. I love it. And then to cap all this off and lead us into what will uh, eventually be season six, we're going to talk about Secret Wars. Uh, Mark, are you going to break out your action figures for this one? Uh, Yeah, I'd love to. Actually, (laughs) some of my action figures, Dan, are still uh, in my cubicle at at work uh, where I've only been a a handful of times since March. So so maybe I need to go in and uh, rescue them for that episode so they can join in on the on the podcast with us. (laughs) (laughs) So come see Mark play with his toys. No, Secret Wars. It's the introduction of the black suit. And we'll talk about all the behind the scenes that went into making that happen and the first big major Marvel event, you know, that then led into the next run with uh, DeFalco and Friends. I think it's going to be a good way to end season five, which I think, you know, sounds already to me like to be like one of the more exciting seasons of the show. 
Yeah, but Dan, there's one more treat that we're going to be having in this season, and that's at, at, at some point, and, and granted, we can't exactly pinpoint where because, uh, you know, I guess it depends on your counting, and we're still we're still trying to figure that out. You know, it's kind of like how, how Amazing Spider-Man went back to legacy numbering at some point and then decided, no, we need to count Renew Your Vows, and we need to count. Uh, anyway, we there will be an episode 300 during this season. We all know, that, you know, from anyone who studied me going back to the chasing amazing days that 300 is a very special number for me and it's going to be a very special number for us our 200th episode was actually done on the floor of Terrificon back in the day uh, unfortunately due to the, the pandemic i don't think we'll be able to recreate that magic again but we are gonna try and do it make it as special as we can given given the context of the time we're in right now and, and how can our listeners make it special too dan yeah, I mean, we always have our uh, phone line you can call into and leave us a message, but we've made, kind of made it a, a habit for these centennial episodes to have listeners call in with their memories of the show or really anything they want to kind of express about the show, you know, for the 300th episode. Like, obviously, Mark and I are going to be looking back on the past 100 episodes and highlights for us, but we would love to hear from you guys. And uh, the way you can do that is by calling us and leaving us a message, or you can email us at amazingspidertalk at gmail.com and leave us an MP3 or some other audio file that we can play on the show. But yeah, you can call us at 9REDGOBLIN. Yes, we are the creators of the Red Goblin. Don't let it be forgotten. And that's because our phone number again is 9REDGOBLIN. And if you call it, you can leave us a, a voicemail. If I can hear it and understand it, I will play it on the show at the end of episode 300. And we always like to do that to kind of celebrate everything that we're doing here. And and yeah, if you call in, tell us your name, where you're calling from, or anything you feel comfortable sharing with us. That would be a lot of fun. And we love hearing from you guys. It's not often we get to hear from the listeners. So uh, this would be a really special event. So episode 300, Nine Red Goblin is the way to, that you can participate. Absolutely. All, all you goblins and non-goblins out there, we, we welcome your phone calls for sure. So, Dan. So that's it, Mark. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of good stuff coming down the pike. Yeah, Dan. I mean, this is going to be, like I said in the beginning, a really excited, exciting season for us, I think. I think that these are these are like the comics that that made me a fan. And, and you know, yeah, they came. They actually came a little bit before I started reading Amazing Spider-Man. But but going back when I was younger and, and reading up on these on these comics, I mean, this is this is what sealed my fandom. So this is this is going to be a really special season to do Secret Wars. I have the action figures. Uh, Juggernaut's my favorite issue. Hobgoblin has been the obsession of this show for the better part of a decade. <laughs> I, I don't know what else you could want. I mean, this is this is where we're at, guys. So uh, I hope everyone out there uh, is excited as we are to, to, to key in. And I'm glad that we're finally closing in on, on getting this ball rolling because this is going to be something special. Awesome, Mark. I can't wait. Well, thank you all for, for joining us for this weird season five introduction episode. And we hope to see you kind of tuning in with us when that first episode launches in the next few weeks. So uh, thanks again. And as always, this episode you're listening to right now was edited by Rick Coast with production support from Andy Myers. And our artwork, as always, comes handcrafted by artists Ron Friend, Sal Busema, and Ray Sumzer. And our theme songs were produced by Rylan Bojack, Tony Thaxton, and Spider Madge. 
and and it, it can't be said without the support of both our community and our, our our patrons and our editors and all the people that work on these shows you know we couldn't continue delivering this content for you so just an extra special thank you to them as well so mark until we finally get off our lazy butts and kick off season five what's our motto that motto of course is with great podcasts there must also come the amazing spider talk don't miss the next